3: put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Back to more John Chuckery. He's in the zone. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
4: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with the John Chuckery Show. Live in the Kia Studios on this Wednesday evening final hour of the program is the start of the Brown Liquor Music Hour. Chuck always gets the uh, first request. A little Earth, Wind, and Fire to get us going here. Uh, Today is Johnny Graham's birthday. He was the lead guitar player for uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, Trumpet, percussionist, did some background vocals uh, as well for them, but um, was their lead and rhythm guitarist for, what, a decade with uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. So, uh, happy birthday to Johnny Graham today is a little earth, wind, and fire to get us cranked up and going here on this Wednesday night. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929 the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, give us a follow on our personal Twitter pages at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. I was telling Dylan earlier, I swear we've been busier in a one arm paper hanger here tonight, and it's crazy to think it's only 10 o'clock. It like, seems like we've had a million different parts moving around tonight. I know.
1: We've been rocking and rolling. seems like we've been doing stuff left and right. Yeah, we still got one hour to go. Seems yeah. like we should be finished.
4: Yeah, no doubt, man. It seems like we've already been here doing, you know, five and a half hour show. But anyway, right. we uh, don't forget, tomorrow we've got the Hall of Fame game being broadcast here on Nine Two Nine the Game, your home of all things in the NFL. Seven thirty pregame, eight o'clock kick. Jacksonville and the Raiders will play in my hometown of Canton, Ohio. At, uh, I don't know what they call it now. It used to be Fawcett Stadium is what it was called back then. But um, we'll have the Hall of Fame game here. So I will not be with you tomorrow night, but we will be back together on Friday with you. Also, too, don't forget tomorrow we've got our new lineup that starts, right? We need to mention that uh, Freaky and Hugh, they're going to get started an hour earlier now. So they're going to be at 5 o'clock. So from 5 to 9, you get Freaky and Hugh.
5: The John people. Freaky? Yes,
4: him. Yes. Now you get early Freaky. So, Freaky and Hugh, 5 to 9 a.m. Then from 9 to 11, Stake Shapiro and Sandra Golden. Uh, We don't know what that show is going to be called yet. It's not the back porch or the side deck or anything like that or the front dock or anything like that. So, we don't know what the show is going to be called just yet. They're going to reveal that. But Stake and Sandra from 9 to 11. And then, of course, Andy and Randy, their new time is 11 to 2. Um, Nobody at camp tomorrow because Falcons are off tomorrow. Falcons get a day off. Everybody back Friday up at camp. Freaky and Hughes, Steak and Sandra, and Randy. Freaky? Yep, all of them. They'll all be uh, up at camp. I'm going to run up to camp, too, on Friday. And then, of course, Dukes and Bell are going to be hanging out at the Hooters over there at the Mall of Georgia and Buford, where they've been for, like, the last couple of weeks. Now, supposedly, the rumor and innuendo is, and we're going to put their business on Front Street, that um, not everybody will be here tomorrow, right, for Dukes and Bell. like Mike is actually having a procedure done tomorrow. Right, he's having his colon cleaned out or whatever like that. Now, I've done that before. I did a, I've done a colon cleanse before. Is that what he's do- doing? He's doing a colonoscopy. I've okay. not had okay. a colon
1: cleanse or a colonoscopy, okay. so I don't know.
4: Well, colon cleanse is you stick the tube up your rectum and you lay down on oh. the table. You're oh. kind of like at an angle like this. You lay it on the table, and they start flushing water up oh. in your system, and it literally they put it's. You build up so much water pressure, it feels like you're pregnant. Like you just have to start releasing everything. So you're trying to clean all the, the gunk and grime out of your colon. But when I tell you that, the pressure hurts so bad. Like you just get all this pressure because all this water is flooding up into your stomach and everything up into your system. So it's you, you're pumping water up into your rectum, and it just you get so bloated with all the water in you that you just start pushing it out, and that flushes out your colon. That sounds
1: painful. It is. It's not oh. the most
4: fun thing in the world, but oh, it's good for you, though. It's good to do that. You know, help get rid of some of the undigested food and fecal matter and different things like that that are lodged up inside you. So does a, does a colonoscopy serve the same purpose? I think a colonoscopy is actually putting your finger up there and doing an exam. Of, oh. Of, I think that's what a colonoscopy is. Oh, If I, okay. if I am right. Let's see. Colonoscopy. Um, yeah, it, that's a – yeah, so it's a cancer screening, right, if if I understand right, that that's how they do is, you know, he bends you over and, you know, puts the jelly finger up there and moon river. <laughs> So, um, but I have done a colon cleanse before, and that's that's a weird feeling. Like that yeah. that that pressure, that yep. initial pressure on your system, is as painful as you could ever imagine. On a scale of one to ten, what's 60. the pain
1: like? Okay, yep. yeah, yeah. And, and, and I getting one done,
4: and I have a high threshold for pain. I know you do. Yes. So it 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 really hurt. Um, it, it's just the bloated feeling. Like you get so bloated. Yeah. Like some people said it's sort of like being pregnant, like when you're trying to flush out a child and all that. But I mean, it's you you put that tube up there and they get you going, you know, and you go in there and insert that bad boy and hook that thing up to the machine and they start pumping that water in. So, not only
1: you, so basically, for lack of a better term, you got a tube up your butt that puts water in. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm good on that.
4: You keep flushing water in you keep pumping water up in then you flush then you just evacuate it out of your system then there's more water that pumps up in you then you evacuate that so you keep going in and out evacuating water and it does you can see it flushing everything out like you can you actually watch it ew yes so how long how long do, does a one Whoa. of those last i, I want to say it was only maybe 20 25 minutes or something only? like that yeah you were getting flushed for almost half an hour. Yeah, goodness. Yeah, you're on there for a while. You're yeah, yeah you talking about only yeah. twenty minutes? A long time. in yeah. some pain. It sixty t- level pain. It took me. It took me a little bit to get the thing up in there and get adjusted. The you got to do it yourself. Yes.
1: Nah, I'm yeah. good, bro.
4: Yeah, yeah, because they 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 don't usually. I mean, I'm sure if you go to like, so I'm, I'm sure there are places that will do it for you, but the place I went to you they give you the coconut oil which is really greasy and smooth and you lube that up and everything like that and you nah. take that tube and you go wompity womp 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 you know and, <laughs> Couldn't and do be
1: could not be me yeah could not be I me.
4: mean it, listen it's it's really good for you I agree. you great you, you will lose some weight by the way too okay yep. you, you can lose about you can lose about 6 or 8 pounds doing something like this yeah you had me at you had me
1: at uh you had me at flush. You had me at 60-level pain. Yep. You had me at do-it-yourself. You had me at 20 to 25 minutes.
4: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, not, the, it's not the most pleasant and wonderful thing that's, that's out there, but it is good for you, though, to, to flush out your colon. That's, that's great. I'm not and, I'm and never you know, getting my and, colon flushed. And, and after you do it, you pretty much can't eat any solid foods the rest of the day. Like you can only eat, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember. You can drink water, but you really can't, by and large, eat most solid foods. Yeah, this just sounds like a day in
1: H.E. Double Hockey Stick.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, you, you got to do what you got to do to, you know, to to get your health on and stuff like that. I want to no, go I'm back. Good. Like, I want to go back. You want to do it again? Yes, because it's good for you. And, and some people use it as a weight loss uh, product. No, I'm good. Blush out all that stuff that's undigested in your just bowels and everything. A gallon,
1: of, a gallon of water a day keeps the yeah, doctor I mean, away. Listen, I'll do that. You,
4: you are long and skinny and never been around Georgia. Never <laughs> been around the state. You're still getting called out on some of that stuff, by the way, too. We may talk more about that at 1040 because uh, you are getting called out on your lack of having. That some people are saying that not knowing Crawford Long makes you, you lose your City of Atlanta membership. Like, like you're, like, I your was stats. born and raised here. Well, Nobody could exactly. take my membership away, exactly. So, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, a lot of people are like, How could you not know who Crawford Long is and the hospital and all that kind of stuff? Like, you've lost your card. just more. haven't been around those parts, man. Yeah, so Mike Bell, uh, back to cleaning out your colon, he's going and getting a colonoscopy uh, done tomorrow, right? So, like I said, I think that's—I think they check your prostate and all that kind of stuff, right? They—they they check you all through all that stuff.
1: I had wished we would have talked about an NFL squib kick. Now, now I'm just now I just feel weird. No, listen,
4: I mean these are all healthy things that you have to do, right? Nah, I'm not I'm not doing that
1: I, I don't care how good for you it is I don't care how much weight you lose i I, I can guarantee okay. you
4: unless unless my life depends on it I'm never doing that when you get to be my age these are kinds of the things that you need to do to your body nah. like when, when you've accumulated all the stuff that I've accumulated you know and all that then you have to you at some point have to flush yourself well
1: tell out. me tell me the stuff that you did so I don't do it so I don't have to get that done
4: well I mean eating meat and all that kind of stuff like eventually you have to flush all that stuff out no nah, I ain't doing it all right, when we get back, um, Spencer Strider may be having the most dominant rookie pitching season I've seen. And I'm old enough to have seen quite a few. I'll give you the numbers and explain all that next. Chuckering the Kia Studios. Sports right now in the game, Odyssey.com app. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
0: Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm
1: having a good time, having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game.
4: Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back with you on John Chuck. We show live in the Key Studios Wednesday night here. 404-741-0929. That is the Solomon Brothers Diamond Tech sign to be a part of the show. A dive in the history of culture of baseball's unofficial rulebook with Unwritten, a new podcast hosted by former players Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. Today, they released their latest episode, How to Treat Rookies with Albert Pujols. Download Unwritten on the Odyssey app for free or wherever you get your podcast from. And also... You can listen to every Falcons game along with all the music and news that Atlanta needs right here on the Odyssey app. At JMSage316, he's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Top of the hour, we'll get to the uh, JR Sports Brief. Uh, We'll talk some more nonsense coming up here in about 20 minutes from right now. But what's not nonsense is the year that Spencer Strider is having. You know, one of the things about being an older guy is you can kind of go back in the history banks and remember some different things, and and say that you've seen some different things. Now, I'm not necessarily like Freaky, who's you know been around since the Dead Ball era of baseball, but I have been around a little bit, and I look at Strider. John Freaky. Yep, him. Yep, he'll be on at five o'clock in the morning, up a train or not up a training camp tomorrow, but Friday at training camp they start at five. Talk about getting up early. You had to get up like the day before uh, to get up there. But anyway. Strider's been outstanding this year. 6 and 3 with a 2.79 ERA. 12 starts, he's got 87 innings pitched with 133 strikeouts. 13.8 strikeouts for 9 innings, a whip of .989 and a strikeout to walk ratio of 4.16. Now, I'm going to tell you as a guy who's been around, I can rem- there are two players that I remember that came into the league and just dominated the way that Strider has been dominating this year, especially from getting guys to strike out. One is Fernando Valenzuela, who broke in in 81. Uh, He actually did pitch a couple of innings in 1980. But in 81, the year of the strike was his full rookie year. Cy Young winner, rookie of the year winner. He led the league in starts. He had 13 wins. He led the league in complete games with 11. He had eight shutouts. 192 and a third innings pitch, that led the league. And his 180 strikeouts led the league as well. Only gave up 11 homers and only had 61 walks. All-star, Silver Slugger, Cy Young Award winner, Rookie of the Year. A whip of 1.045, 8.4 strikeouts per nine innings. That was his best mark of his career. He was so dominant in his rookie year. And he did strike out a lot of guys, and he led the league, of course, you know, certainly if he'd have gotten a pitch in a full season of baseball, you know, where he'd have made, you know, most, you know, the next few years he made 37, 35, 34, 35, 34, 34 starts. So, you know, if he'd have gotten another 10 starts that following year, he probably would have been a 20 game winner and he probably would have been about 250 strikeouts or more that year. But the strike obviously happened and he didn't get a full season in. But that screwball that he had, He just kept guys off balance and just dominated guys. The other guy that I remember as a Ute that just blew people away in his rookie year was Doc Gooden. 17-9 with a 2-6 ERA, 218 innings pitched, 270 strikeouts. Led the league in strikeouts, led the league in whip with a 1.073 whip. Led the league in strikeouts per nine with 11.4. Finished second in the Cy Young that year, was the rookie of the year, and was 15th in the MVP voting, and then follow that up with here's how good he was in his second year, 24-4 and four with a 1.53 ERA, 276 innings to lead the league, 268 strikeouts to lead the league, won the Cy Young, fourth in the MVP and was an all-star, was just as dominant as could be. And I think Strider a little bit more is like, like good because Fernando had that screwball that just would fall off and you couldn't hit that thing. You know, he had that crazy screwball, and you remember the Fernando mania and, you know, when he would pitch and, you know, he would come up to the top of his windup. His eyes would look straight up in the air. You know, he had all those crazy things, but he was so dominant his rookie year, and Gooden, you know, Gooden had that Uncle Charlie. He had that big curveball that would just freeze you. He could blow you away, but he had that curveball that would just freeze you. There's a video going around of Gooden in his rookie year where He threw threw an Uncle Charlie to Pete Rose and just locked his knees up and froze him. So when I look at Strider now and the numbers he's putting up, you know, if he can get to 125, 130 innings this year, he's going to be a 200-strikeout guy. How crazy is that to think? And what's even crazier is two years ago, two years ago, he was pitching for Clemson, not some semi-pro professional league. When I say Clemson, I'm not talking about a, a a an A-ball or rookie league team in South Carolina. I'm talking about Clemson University, college. He was pitching for Clemson two years ago, and here he is now, maybe going to be close to a hundred and or well, maybe 180 to 200 strikeouts when all is said and done. Hell, at the rate he's going, where every time he goes out there, it seems like he sets a new strikeout record. Let's see if he has what three or four more starts, and he strikes out another, you know, 50, 60 guys, he, he'll he be pushing toward 200. But it's crazy to think. And when I watch him pitch and just blow guys away and guys are just off balance and can't hit anything, it does remind me of Doc Gooden in his rookie year. And I've seen a few of these guys. Look, Fernando Mania was unbelievable. Doc and Fernando are the only two guys I can think of that in their rookie year blew people away the way that he did. Somebody brought up a good name earlier in the show, Kerry Wood, another guy who blew people away. He was fantastic in his rookie year. Unfortunately, the injuries caught up to him real quick. But there have not been very many times where I've felt like I've watched a guy who can just completely dominate. And just think about only being, you know, in the in professional baseball, not not the major leagues, but only being in professional baseball for the last couple of, you know, years, last year and this year, He's with the club. And we heard from Alex Anthopoulos earlier. He, uh, not we, well, I should say Dukes and Bell had Alex Anthopoulos on. We'll hear from him at 1040. We're not going to play the whole interview. We'll play a few minutes of it. But he said there's no innings limits on, on Spencer Strider. They're not holding him back. They're not, they're not going to baby him. They're not going to sit him down. So it's crazy to think about how good this kid has been and how he just blows people away. And 133 strikeouts in 87 innings. Right now, could you argue that he's not your third best pitcher given Ian Anderson's up and down this year, even given Charlie Morton's up and down this year? If you look at his last four or five starts, it's been like one good, one not so good, one good, one not so good. Strider's been outstanding this year. And maybe some of the record and things like that don't really show what he's been because he's only got six wins. His ERA is really good, but he's blowing people away and he's mowing people down. And it feels like he goes out there and just completely overpowers batters. Doesn't matter if you're a good hitter, bad hitter, whatever like that. It feels like he completely overpowers your hitters in there. And so he's been outstanding this year. And I predict, I'm going to go ahead and I'm on record, he's going to win the Rookie of the Year. He's going to beat out Michael Harris for the Rookie of the Year award. Of course, he was just voted the Rookie of the Month for July. You know, obviously, as Michael Harris was the Rookie of the Month in June. Braves are going to have the top two rookies in the National League. For all this stuff about bringing everybody back and having a veteran club and bringing back their World Series championship team, they're going to have the top two rookies in the National League. Because Strider, I think, is going to be the Rookie of the Year. If he's 180 strikeouts and 120 innings, you know, pitched, or, you know, whatever that number ends up being, wherever he kind of lands with all of this, he's going to be the Rookie of the Year. As crazy as that is to, to say, for a guy that nobody was, nobody was knowing that he would be you know, on the roster, doing these things. He started in the bullpen, this, that, and the other. Think about how bright the future is for for him. You know, we joked about the Braves may have found their new big three, right? Freed, Wright, and Strider. And, look, I know that they're not Maddox, Smoltz, and Glavin, right? But they may have found their next big three because they have three outstanding starting pitchers right now. And I do think right now, if you told me, who would be the number three starter in a playoff series? How would it not be Spencer Strider? How would you not want to use him with and with, with swing and miss stuff? Right? That's everything you want in a postseason pitcher is swing and miss stuff. And it's not, nowadays it's not that important to go deep into games and things like that. So if you put him in a playoff scenario where he comes out and he gives you five, five innings and he's got a dozen strikeouts in five innings, you know that's how you win playoff games with those kinds of performances. You don't need a guy to go eight or nine innings anymore. It's not 1978, right? Guys aren't going to go deep into games and this, that, and the other. It's a bullpen game. But in the playoffs especially, you want those swing and miss guys. You want guys whose stuff is good enough that they don't put the ball in play, put pressure on your defense. You know, when the ball's in play in postseason baseball, things happen, right? Good things happen, bad things happen, but things happen. And Strider's been that dominant this year. It's been absurd to watch him pitch at times, just mowing people down. So maybe there's somebody else, but I will tell you in my lifetime, you know, having watched baseball for 45 years, I remember Valenzuela and Fernando Mania. I remember Good, and I remember Kerry Wood as well. That was 98, by the way, when Kerry Wood broke in, into the league. I, I don't know that there's been a guy that's in his rookie year has been as, as dominant as Spencer Strider is, and that's taken in a lot of company. Again, I didn't see Walter Johnson in his rookie year. Freaky may have. Freaky may have seen Walter Johnson and, you know, Lefty Grove and Bob Feller and people like that in their rookie year, but I didn't see him. John yeah, freaky. freaky? Yeah, him. Yeah, he'll be in here tomorrow morning in, in studio. Freaky and Hugh tomorrow morning in here. So maybe he knows a, another. Yeah, yes. Freaky? Yes, him. Yes. By the way, Bailey made her return at SummerSlam, so maybe she can come in studio now and hug John, you know, she offered to hug John, and he wouldn't. I'm not hugging anybody. The John people. Freaky. Him, yes. He op- she offered to hug him because that's what she does to give hugs. Anyway, I, I I don't. I only the real estate Maven do I give hugs. I I I, I don't hug anybody. I I don't. John Freaky. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't hug you, Hugh. I love you, Hugh, but I I'm not hugging you. Uh, I I may hug I I I I may hug Scott Frost. I don't know. Maybe could be. But anyway, John the Freaky, um, you look at the year that Strider has had for this Braves team. I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year, and thirteen point eight strikeouts per nine innings. It's an unbelievable total. We just don't see that come along in baseball. I hope the kid stays healthy. I hope he, you know, has a long storied career. You know, who knows? I mean, you know, with pitchers and baseball, you you never know what they're going to be or not be. But I, I hope he has a nice long career here with the Braves and. It's crazy to think that two years ago he was pitching at Clemson University. Just two years ago, pitching at Clemson University, and now here he is averaging almost 14 strikeouts per nine innings. It's a filthy number, and it's something that we don't see that often out of rookie. Think about all of the pitchers that the Braves have gone through. You know, they've brought up over these handful of years, right? All of the guys that they've brought up. I mean, think about all the Rolodex of pitchers – that they have brought up and trotted out here. And you see this kid two years out of college, he's up here just flame-throwing and just mucking it up and just you know making these guys just swing and miss and look foolish up there, professional hitters that are looking foolish. It's not supposed to be that easy out there. But Braves, obviously, Braves and Mets get cranked up tomorrow. Really good pitching matchups uh, all throughout the series. You know, Friday we're going to get Max Fried and Max Scherzer. That's game one of any playoff series. Strider, by the way, is going to get a chance to pitch up against Jacob deGrom on, what, Sunday? DeGrom and, and, uh, and Spencer Strider. And then Odorizzi is going to pitch one of the doubleheader games on Saturday. So a lot of good pitching matchups here. We'll see what the Braves can do when they take on the Mets starting tomorrow. Alright, uh, when we come back, we're going to let you hear a few minutes of Alex Anthopoulos with Dukes and Bell. He was on earlier today. We'll play some of that and react to it as well. Chuck, we here as we head to the top of the hour. In the JR Sports Brief, sports written after the game the Odyssey.com. Yeah. And
1: their lines don't mean a thing. Why don't you let me try? Let me try.
2: Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in
0: shopify.com
2: slash odyssey podcast
0: baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: Attention, adoring fans! Back to more John Chuckery. Hey, folks, how you doing?
0: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All I love. La, 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 Sports Radio
4: 92.9, the game. Back with you on the John Chuckry Show. Round like a music hour, rolling right along. We're going to head to the top of the hour. Get to the Jr. Sports Brief. Then, don't forget uh, Hall of Fame game coming up tomorrow. So we will be off tomorrow, but back on Friday. What is it? Uh, is it two two weeks from Friday? Uh, we start the high school football show on Fridays, right? That's right, August uh, 18th. And you'll uh, you'll be a part of that, right? No, actually, the 19th. Oh, the 19th. Okay, two, two weeks from Friday. That'll be the Friday's the fifth. So two weeks will be the nineteenth.
1: Yes, so I will be a part of it. I'm actually gonna miss week one because I had a.
4: Well, of course you're gonna miss week. (laughs) Of course you're gonna miss the show on there. Why wouldn't you? I mean, God forbid you'd actually work the whole schedule or anything like that. Well,
1: for one, I did not miss a single week last year. Yeah. And then for two, were you
4: full time producing last year?
1: I was not. Okay. But for two, I had. uh, I'm going out of town, and that has been planned for. Way, way, way in advance. Right. I've been playing months before yeah, because, I knew yeah, because, the high school scoreboard show was going to start.
4: Because you know you're always off like half the week. So, I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't you always have trips planned? Oh, man. I, I knew as soon Rusty, as I said by that, he was going to Our buddy Rusty, on Twitter um, said, uh, uh, I'm not turning down a hug from Bailey, right? No, I'm not turning down a hug from Bailey. No, I don't know no. why John did. No, because he's freaky deaky. That's why. He, he's got his freaky fire and all that stuff. John Freaky? Anyway, him, yes. The dead ball Eric guy um all right earlier today on dukes and bell we're not gonna play the whole interview gonna play a few minutes of this about five six minutes worth of alex Anthopoulos who joined the guys what did they start off with dylan do we know what they started off with oh they asked him how the uh, trade deadline went down
5: yeah so you know hopefully we look back a few months from now and we feel good about it and you know we're back in the postseason so you know you at the time you make the decisions you you think are right and you're working with your group and um You know, you hope it works out. So we're definitely excited about the moves. They they were tough just because obviously what Will Smith and Chavez both meant to this club and this clubhouse, tough to lose those guys. Those guys are the heartbeat of the bullpen in terms of camaraderie and so on. But, you know, I think at the end, you know, we we still have to do what we feel is best for the ball club over the long run. So, yeah, it was definitely um, very active last few few days, um, all those deals. The days kind of blend together, so you know, you're you're at work late at night, and then you're you're getting to bed when you get to bed, and you're you're so wired that you you don't get to sleep that long, and you're up pretty early, and you want to get back at it again. So, um, obviously, Robbie Grossman's nice depth piece for us, especially having having lost Adam Adam Duvall, Jake Odorizzi is going to be important just because we have a you know we have a lot of games coming, and right now just having an extra starter and having that sixth guy is critically important for us uh, down down the stretch. Um, and then, obviously, a guy like Iglesias, uh, power arm in the in the bullpen, strike thrower, good changeup, good slider, um, you know, just a really important piece and uh, something that we're certainly going to need. So we're excited to have all these guys, and obviously we have a big series here uh, coming up with the Mets.
4: And Iglesias, we love the move, and uh, there's a guy, I guess, is that your long-term answer in the bullpen, by the way, when, in life after Kenley Jansen?
5: Yeah, you know what? We love Kenley. He's been fantastic, and I know obviously people look at the contract and so on. Uh, but just you know, it's you know our payroll has climbed the last few years, and if you look at just the last few years what we've done in the bullpen and how we've built it and the money that we've spent there you know, we had Melanson making a big salary um, and then we signed Will Smith as a free agent so we had two guys at high end salaries for relievers then obviously we had Will at a big salary and then we signed Ken- Kenley Jansen so um, Iglesias is just a very it's hard to find valuable impact bullpen guys he's certainly that no doubt about that Kelly's someone that we really enjoy having he's been fantastic I think he's having one of the strongest years I know the ERA that not be exactly where we all want it, but just the walks, the strikeouts, everything else, the stuff. So we'd love to have him back. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, things like that, those are things we'll, we'll keep in house if we ever go down the path. But um, we definitely uh, would love to have the two of these guys for long term. But there's no doubt the fact that Iglesias is under contract has appeal because, you know, you need seven, eight guys you feel really, really strongly about. And it's nice knowing that we have him going forward and no matter what role.
4: Alex Anthopoulos, our general manager of our Atlanta Braves, joining us here on Dukes and Bell. We're talking about all the moves at the trade deadline, uh, as he mentioned, Mets up next. Uh, Austin Riley, and we'll do- talk about it, but I have to ask you what fans have been asking Mike and I, and that is, Dukes and Bell, what about Dansby? And I don't know, you know, um, if you guys have had any conversations, where this is at, but we know Dansby is, you know, in a contract here and, and going to play this out. He's having a great year. How would you answer Braves fans who say, hey, what's going to happen with Dansby?
5: Yeah, totally so. And that's expected. Anytime we have a guy who's about to be a free agent or in his free agent, year, I'm I'm getting these. So, um, look, we, we had Charlie Morton who was scheduled to be a free agent. We had Travis Darnot who was scheduled to be a free agent. So, uh, Tyler Flowers, was the one year. So, you just don't know. Uh, But, look, I think it's very obvious. It's Dansby's been amazing. And he's been amazing the entire time he's been here. Obviously, he finally got rewarded with an all-star game. And um, he's awesome. He's become – he's really emerged in our clubhouse. He's always been a leader. But I think even more so now with more experience and more time. And, you know, I think having won the World Series overall for this group has been great. So, you know, when it comes to conversations, talks, all that stuff, we work hard. You guys know this. We work hard to keep it quiet and for no one to know. And the hope is that – the first you hear of it is that um, we have a deal done, you know, and we announce things. So, you know, when it comes to him or anybody else, um, I'm going to give you the, the standard GM line and standard GM speak. We love <laughs> him. We want him here. We want him, we want him to stay. Um, and, um, you know, that that's our hope and our goal. But how that happens or what happens, I mean, obviously that's going to end up uh, staying to ourselves. But I can just tell you that, um, we've we've been pretty active over the years trying to keep as many players as we can, and he certainly falls into that that group as someone we want to keep.
4: It is the Braves general manager, Alex Anthopoulos, with us here on the WaitForIt.com hotline. I'm going to talk more about some of the moves you made, but just real quick, uh, Ronald Acuna, just as a, from a, just a baseball fan's perspective, where do you think he's going? Is, is he going to get on
5: track? Yeah, look, he's you know, he's set the bar so high. I mean, really, you you've come to expect him to be in the MVP conversation every single year. So, anytime he you know, the numbers or the performance isn't at that level, which is one of the best players in the game, people are going to ask questions and so on. It's because he's so talented and he's so young. And look, he's going to be that player again. You know, he's having a good season, not a great season. And he's been great every day of his career pretty much, but I do think coming off the injury, the missed time, so on, um, you know, he still has chances to help us win games and do things, do a lot of good things. But I think just like anything else, you believe in the player, you know it's eventually going to come. And again, it, it seems crazy to think that we're talking about, you know, he's has good numbers, but, you know, it's you know he's capable of being an MVP caliber talent all the time. But he's so young, he's so talented. I do think the further removed he gets from this injury, even the way he's moving in the outfield, I think slowly but surely he's starting to get a little more confidence you know, because it's not his speed in the outfield. is not the same as it is on the base pass because that's where he got hurt. So there's no doubt that's something that's going to be in his mind. But I do think over time he's getting more comfortable jumping and sprinting and running. And I think it's totally un- understandable that, you know, you-, you got hurt playing right field and going after a ball and doing those things. So, um, you know, these guys can get hot at any time and you just have to wait it out right out the process. And, you know, we won't be surprised when it does come.
4: That was Alex Anthopoulos who joined Dukes and Bell earlier today. I'm going to get Dylan to pull up. I want you to hear what he said about Strider because uh, I think that's the big takeaway from the interview. And look, I think the Braves did everything they needed to do. We talked to Grant McCulley earlier in the show. I think the Braves did everything they needed to do. I think they're in good shape. I guess I had forgotten that we've now gotten rid of the, you know, the trade deadline used to be that that was the no waiver trade deadline, right? Guys didn't have to clear waivers. And it used to be after the trade deadline, you could still make trades, but guys had to clear waivers. Now we don't have that anymore. So once you make these trades and stuff, that's your roster. All right, here's Alex Anthopoulos talking about Spencer Strider and are there any innings limitations for him?
5: Yeah, so I, you know, I've I've seen this stuff. I've, you know, I've seen it and um, I've done I feel like a ton of media on it. So this is my I get to do it on your show now. If I could jump on the roof of Truist and yell and scream, we do well, not do innings gonna limits gonna with the now, Atlanta like so. Braves. We <laughs> don't do innings limits. We don't believe in them. We don't do them. Innings limits, those those words do not come out in the Braves organization at least since I'm here or at least since I'm running baseball operations from my standpoint that doesn't mean we don't protect guys it doesn't mean we don't watch guys and we're cautious but I don't believe in them I used to I used to deal even to an extreme and it didn't work and we still had guys we used to shut guys down all the time and as a young GM it did not work and I was been with other clubs and same thing we can go across the game so many guys have been protected and still broke down um, look if we shut you down, you can't get hurt. So there's definitely a a CYA there that you know that, but, uh, there isn't anything proven. So we, everyone's asked me about Max Fried after the COVID year. He pitched 60 some odd innings, I think, and what was going to happen in 2021. And he, he pitched and we watched him and the same thing with Spencer. So, um, We watch all of our guys, day-to-day, start-to-start, bullpen-to-bullpen, inning-to-inning, and we adjust if needed. Sometimes you see us rotation. Sometimes you see us move the rotation around. Um, Look, there there very well might be times where we feel we need to shut someone down, and if that's the case, we'll certainly do it. Um, But unless there's a reason to... Uh, I don't believe in it. We don't organizationally believe in it. And Spencer Strider and every other guy that we have is available until we're done playing or until, God forbid, there's a health issue.
4: There you go. Look, um, they're going to keep rolling him out there. And, look, he doesn't like he's slowing down or tired or worn out or anything. Now, we may get to that point and they may, you know, implement a six starter or skip him for a start or something like that. There may be some of that. You know, we still got a ways to go in the baseball season. So we still got August and September. You know, the Braves don't wrap up until early part of October. So we got a ways to go right now. But as of right now, he looks like he's fine. and He's just rolling right along. Hey, if that's the case, you know, again, better for him to pitch, right? It's better for him to get out there and pitch than, you know, to, to coddle him or, you know, slow him down or anything like that. You know, I know he's at, you know, basically the same number of innings that he pitched, you know, last year in the minor league systems, but you keep rolling them and see what happens, right? And you hope nothing bad happens, of course. But anyway, we'll wrap things up next with a love TKO. Sports right now to the game, Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio 929 The Game are wrapping things up on the John Chukry show just like we always do. We finish up with that Love TKO. We're going to hand it off to JR Sports Brief here in just a minute. Uh don't forget no show tomorrow night. We got the Hall of Fame game back with you on Friday. First though, before we get out of here, the greatest opening lyric in all of music history.
0: Looking back for my years. I guess I it some
4: tea. Two quick things. Uh, one is, Dylan, did you see your girl, Chrissy Teigen, is pregnant again? So she's pregnant with oh, uh, their third okay. child, her well, and
1: John Legend. That's good because, you know, they, they lost that one, unfortunately. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, So it's, it's good to know yeah. they're trying again. It is. It yeah. is.
4: So they uh, she's pregnant with their third child. So congratulations to them. Also, prayers and well wishes. Um, we're going to start getting into some college football previews here. And uh, Eli Gold is going to miss the first part of the season with an illness. Did not say exactly what it is. I'll be honest with you. I did not read the story, but he's going to be out for a little while to start the season with a uh, illness. So President well wishes the Eli gold, one of the great voices in college football. We're talking about legendary voices. You talk about a distinct voice, whether it's Alabama football or NASCAR, or, you know, because he does the, the, doesn't Eli gold still do the NASCAR radio broadcast and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's been involved with NASCAR for a long time. So he's truly one of the distinct voices left in the world of, Sports announcing. So, prayers and well wishes to him. We're going to get in uh, next week. We're going to start getting into some college football previews. So, we're going to do the locals. We'll get Georgia. We'll get Georgia Tech and Georgia State. So, we're going to get everybody kind of lined up and ready to go. Um, I know he works for the other station, but congratulations to Joe Hamilton. He's going to do the color analyst for the radio broadcast for Georgia Tech this year. Had a chance to... See Joe at practice, and I know Joe, and run into him, and we've talked to him at SC Media Days and different things. And so, congratulations to Joe Hamilton, one of the great guys and one of the great players in Tech history. He's going to handle the color duties for uh, Georgia Tech's radio broadcast. So we'll uh, we'll get into some college football next week with you. All right, we got to get out of here. We'll be back on Friday for Dylan and Chuckery. We'll see you. Bye. <sighs>